Welcome to CodeCast. We're a podcast that focuses on everything tech, and we give you an idea of what developers, startups, and creatives are up to in Zambia and across Africa. Every two weeks, we explore different topics and applications of technology in the real world. Every episode is brought to you by Agora Code Community. For more information, visit agoracode.community or follow us on Twitter at CodeAgora. Okay, so community is acknowledging that you do not and cannot exist on your own. And to me, community is the people in your network that have seen you grow and have contributed to your growth. And this doesn't just mean physical growth, but like how you grow emotionally, spiritually, mentally, and so on. And it's a two-way thing. You contribute to something too, while you think about what community is for you. And I guess that's what makes it so beneficial. Like you have a tribe of people you look up to and who look up to you. People who care about your development and people to whom you render similar care as well. And I actually believe like humans would never have survived this long. I mean, without each other because we aren't the most challenging creature on the planet to cause extinction too. But on a more 21st century take on it, community is the only way to thrive as an individual or a collective. Community, to me, means that I get to observe, I get to learn, and I get to grow. So that's what comes to my mind. Being a community, what it means to me is being able to interact with like-minded people who share the same knowledge um, and experience relating to careers of software development. It gives me a chance to find solutions through other people's own experiences. Community is very important in that through other people you get to find, uh, like I said, opportunities. You also get to solve certain problems that are bugging you, um, no pun intended. Um, Through others, every person comes onto the table with their own prior knowledge which you can source from. Community has been that place for me where I've learned about my own weaknesses and I've also learned from other people. I've been able to see what others are doing and how they are solving those problems and I end up using that knowledge in my own workplace. And, you know, once once that knowledge is being used in your workplace, you get to advance, you get to have more opportunities you which enrich you as 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 a developer you're listening to codecast zambia brought to you by agora code we are growing the community of developers across zambia one line of code at a time visit agora code community for more information or like us on facebook at code agora or on twitter too at code agora anyway um so today's episode is basically motivated by everything that got me started into the whole community space. Uh, th- three years ago, no, actually it's four years ago now, December, we, s- we sat at the back of like my uncle's house and we had our first meetup. I think that was like very motivating. Mm. It, was, it was very encouraging. We were like less than, we were about 12, 13 people still that day. The pictures, I could tell. Yeah, still like, have the pictures <laughs> as well. And... Um, I, I I think that was like the highlight of uh, 
2015, I guess. Mm. Uh, fast forward, we had our first game jam in 2016. 2017. 2017, so we right? We attended the first, first game, game jam, jam in 2016. Yeah, 2016. Yeah, and we, we hosted our first one in 2017, mm -hmm. and it was pretty fun because City decided that she didn't want to... She wanted to let other people also experience the fun and mm. joy of getting their first game jam hackathon going, and it was so much fun. Uh, I remember that first game jam, dude. It was, it was awesome. It was awesome, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah and I think that's what got me into game development, actually. Like, yeah. as a hobby, that is, I enjoyed doing it once a year, and that's why I always joke about being a developer once a year. Like, I don't mind it. I have fun when I'm doing it. I get to learn new stuff. Um... I didn't know Stencil existed till Game Jams. I didn't know um, what's this um, what's this thing we used in 2016? Twine. Twine. Like Twine is 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 something I found very interesting, and that's that's one of the reasons why I enjoyed well I enjoyed and hated Bandersnatch so much. Mm -hmm. It's because like of I all. I haven't watched it yet, by the way. Oh really? You haven't yeah. seen it? You should. You should. I I I, I will. <laughs> Yeah, so basically this episode is about community. This episode is about, um, well, what happened since 2015 to now. Mm -hmm. Like we have so many communities now, but it doesn't feel like a lot's changed in the landscape of things. Yeah. Like in terms of impact, like do we have more people interested in writing code? Do we have more people willing to like just jump into this thing and stuff like that? So it's, it's mm -hmm. really interesting. Okay. So that's what we're going to get into today. Yeah. Uh, it's actually interesting that you mention uh, people getting into the community because uh, like you, like uh, when, when we started with the, 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 the like being a part of commu uh, a community and like getting involved in that kind of thing. For me, it was about like getting more people involved in software engineering and that kind of thing. But it was also about... Uh, I don't know if empowering is the right word, but like letting, giving people the resources, so to say. Mm -hmm. So for example, like we were software engineers and or like studying to become software engineers. And when we were getting into the whole community thing, it was because of that gap, right? Where the only people that you interacted with on a, software engineering program uh, programming level were the people that were our classmates yeah outside of that it wasn't really yeah yeah and i, I could say like one of the biggest reasons that actually got me into community work initially and I, it's a bit of a selfish reason really uh but it, it's it sort of faded into the background a little later on mm -hmm. when i began to enjoy a lot of the meetups was the fact that i got tired of um getting gigs like for stuff like websites mm -hmm. and people expecting uh, to pay peanuts for something that I knew like takes a lot more work yeah. than you think it does and then I realized okay cool this may be because uh, people don't understand the value of software like you don't understand what goes into I, I finally understood uh, what designers and like artists always complain about when they're saying uh, you can't pay me with uh, with exposure and stuff like that. So I've heard like that before. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So I thought if we teach as many people uh, to write code, maybe a lot more people would understand what the value of software is. Mm. And maybe people would stop charging peanuts just because, yeah, they need to get a gig or, or, or something like that. Like I think 
a, a lot more needed to go into the quality. So I was really motivated to teach more than just writing code, but also teaching about the different processes of actually building software. Sometimes mm. code is the smallest part of the whole process. Mm. And I felt like a lot, lot more people needed to know that. Now, when I started that, then I realized, oh, crap, I'm actually enjoying this. So like it became more or less about just building community mm. and like getting that community vibe to keep going and stuff like that. So, so yeah, like, yeah. Which, which kind of brings me why or to why we're actually talking about this today, right? Mm -hmm. This is our milestone episode, by the way. This is episode 20, and we've been doing this for... Uh, over a year. Over a year now, mm -hmm. and we've been in the studio 20 times. Like, it's 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 sort of like a big deal. And, like, thinking about it, we're, we're, we're still here today because we enjoy doing this. We enjoy telling people about our experience. We enjoy talking to people and Definitely. listening to their experiences about stuff. And... It's never really occurred to me that uh, there's different definitions of what value is for different people. So, like, this year, right, Agora Code hasn't really had any meetups this year yeah, for sure. one reason or another. Like, mm -hmm. there's been many things that have kind of, like, gotten in the way or, like, yeah, we just haven't gotten off the ground this year. Let's just put it that way. And, well, it's just hit me that the last two years, right, even across all the different communities that we have in the community, in like in the area, in Lusaka right now, um, we see more or less the same people at every meetup. We, we see the same engagement from the same people all the time. And it's basically a question that's started like going through many people's minds. Like, what, what, what are we not doing? Like we, why, why aren't we growing? Yeah, why, why aren't we growing at the rate that we thought we would? Exactly. Like maybe we, maybe we're not exactly understanding what value means for different people. Do you think we're being we're being a bit too one track minded? Well, uh, like I said, for me, uh, growth of course is important. I mean, you want, especially considering uh, we're in Zambia and. Uh, software engineering is probably going to propel, you know, uh, not just economically, but in other facets of, 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 of growth, uh, the country. But also, I think a lot of the reasons that uh, maybe we're not growing I don't know. It's a really, it's 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 a really hard, and it's of of course, it's it's something that we're still trying to solve. But a lot of uh, a lot of that comes from the fact that, for example, um, when we are uh, advertising for the Global Game Jam, right? Yeah. We talk about it on a podcast. We talk about it uh, at other uh, other developer events. We talk about it at our own events, of course. I think possibly we are not and again i don't know if i'm phrasing this right but we're not marketing to the person that could become you know someone involved in software or someone uh, involved in game development but we're marketing to someone that is either already involved or thinking about it and i think this is a problem that is really hard to solve because we're seeing it across all the 
developer uh, communities in Zambia, right? Like we we like to your point, we we see people that come to one event, come to another event, come to another event, come to another event, and it's really just. Um, I don't want to say it's the same people over and over and over again, but there is that subsection of people that is part of every developer community. So, for example, uh, we have the Facebook developers group, but when we have a global game jam, we're going to see a lot of the people that were at the uh, Facebook developers uh, events. We're going to see a lot of people that are GDG events, uh, Bongo Hive events. You know, there's a cross-section that seems to cascade across all the developer communities. And for some reason, people outside of these uh, community spheres don't seem to be getting in for one reason or another. And honestly, I don't know how to solve that, 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 that problem. So, Do you think it's a financing issue, though? I mean, I, I'm sure it contributes because, of course, like... I don't know if, if, if we should be talking about how, you know, some events, we don't get the funding that we want, so we end up putting up uh, something of our own and whatnot. But it comes down to you can do more with more money. Mm-hmm. And if you don't have financing, I don't want to say it's the end or be all, but, yeah, I guess it does contribute. It, it does make it a little it, difficult. It definitely does. Because if... If you don't have money, that means um, it's harder to get a venue. It's harder to market. It's harder to get the resources that you need to make the event a success. You know, there's a lot of cascading effects. It's, I mean, it's money. So if if you don't have the money, there's 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 it's 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 it's, it's definitely harder to do anything. Yeah, and we really can't provide a one-size-fits-all approach exactly. like, or solution for every single community out there. Um, and I, I should emphasize this. If you're a community somewhere in the world that's managed to solve the monetization issue for like developer communities in your area uh, that really aren't affiliated to any of the big companies mm-hmm. uh, that are capable of funding your, your, your activities, uh, do tweet us or let us know. Send us a message and... Maybe we can send out some of this information to people out there. Mm. And in like talking about that sort of thing, it's very difficult. Like you said, like you you put in your own money to like f- uh, fund some of the events that you do. It's mm. not always possible to get funding. For example, mm-hmm. um, I think like speaking from experience, right? What's always helped us in terms of um, solving some of the challenges around monetization as a community uh, was having very um, very beneficial partnerships uh, with different other organizations around us, I guess. Mm-hmm. Like we had the, we, we, we were fortunate to have a place to have events every weekend we wanted mm-hmm. uh, because we managed to find a youth hub, for example, yeah. that was encouraging the growth of communities like ours and so mm-hmm. on and so forth. So um, that's one of the ways in which we kind of, figured that out yeah so like it, it, that that's that's why i'm that's why it always brings me back because the facilities are there the internet is there like you have the space already so like why aren't people still coming you know what i mean yeah yeah i mean that's the question isn't it yeah. like how 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 do you how do you get more people to come uh, when yeah to your point like 
you have the facilities, you have the internet and whatnot, but if we had the answer to that. <laughs> <laughs> I would probably be having this conversation. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and I could think of a lot of reasons why maybe people aren't really willing to come through for like events or whatever. Um, yeah. Maybe we could talk about like motivation. Like there's times I haven't really been motivated to come for my own event. <laughs> so like, <laughs> I guess like the uh, like speaking from an organizer's point or perspective, like I think... The momentum is easy, it's easy to find when you start, mm -hmm. but when you've organized a number of events that I have done or like you have done, Elias, um, over time, you find that the momentum is pretty hard to like maintain. Yeah. It's, uh, what's, what's it called? Uh, we were talking about this on one of the episodes, the... The dip? Yeah, the the dip, the there's a specific name. We talked about it on an episode I'm forgetting, but yeah, like I, I do you think it applies here? Like you got all this hype when you're you're you're, you're, you're starting, starting out, out thinking like you're yeah, an expert and then suddenly you find out then, that you're not yeah, as good at it. You, you and hit that's a like wall. the dip. Yeah. yeah. And then getting out of that uh, kind of crevice is is a bit a bit of a challenge. So I I don't know. The the so the thing about community is it's only as strong as uh it's it's its members, right? Yeah. And you don't want to take for granted the members that have kind of committed, right? Mm -hmm. Like even when we're talking about our events, like we've had members that are there for like almost every event, okay? Mm -hmm. And they're part of this community that you want to kind of you know, serve. You want to. You want. You want to make it worth their while to come for your events. So if you're holding a, a global game jam, and someone comes that's been there for the last two, it's uh, yeah, it's pretty it's, tricky, right? It's it's, it's 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 really tricky because you 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 still want to grow. I mean, the whole point of community is like growing the community, right? <laughs> 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 but uh, at the same time, uh, when you hit this uh, like roadblock uh, where you keep, you know, and I feel like we're, we're, we're kind of making it seem like having the same members is a bad thing. It's not a bad thing. It's not thing. really a bad yeah. thing now. But the idea is to like make sure there's more and more people yeah. like that get involved and exactly. that like learn from the experience of older community members, yeah. more experienced people. And maybe... Uh, because, okay, for us, we do all our events in one city, right? Mm -hmm. There's, like, tons and tons and tons of other places we could, like, like reach. But, yeah. Well, I guess it circles back to financing. <laughs> but, yeah, like... Yeah, I... I don't know. I just feel like even with the numbers that currently exist, there isn't just enough people, let's say, um, um, making or like contributing to content for example mm -hmm. um there's there isn't enough member member driven like engagement um it's always it feels like it's always an effort by the community organizers yeah. i mean it's not always the case obviously mm -hmm. i mean we do have like many situations where it's totally community driven mm -hmm. but there's there isn't really enough of those situations kind of like happening and stuff like yeah. that so it's so, I don't want to say worrying, but it's a little interesting. 
so the question comes back to how do you motivate someone that isn't a part of a community to join a community, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, there's 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 offering them free stuff, and sometimes that works, yeah, but only works. to a degree. Like, mm-hmm. there's only so many free T-shirts you can give someone. That is true. Yeah, that uh, is true. The you know the the opportunity to learn from other people, but again. With that comes the the knowledge that you can learn this stuff from the internet. Like if, if we're being completely honest, I the, like there was a time when I had that thought process. Like you're in class, you're learning from the lecturer, then people are saying, oh, we're going to have this meetup, we're going to have this study thing, and you're like, yeah, but like I have the internet, so like why would I, you know? So there's there's that as well, like... See that that that's where like we come back to like we had an episode right episode five, uh, I had a I had a chat with Daniel and mm-hmm. we we're talking about building thriving communities and stuff like that and mm-hmm. uh, one of the things we talked about was creating a really good vibe around like um, let's say a physical meetup mm-hmm. and even online I mean it's it's not really specific to like physical spaces mm-hmm. um, one of the things personally right one of the things that I really enjoy about doing community work is the energy, the environment, the vibe around like being other developers and that sort of thing. Like I just realized like I I can never know everything and I always found that I learn something new every time I go to like a meetup or stuff like mm-hmm. that. And that's for me like personal like in terms of talking about the value that I am looking to get from like community activities is basically that like the opportunity to grow in my skills by learning something uh, something that I didn't know before. Mm-hmm. For example, um, let's say we started off with Java or PHP, and now I'm in like the JavaScript community as well. And a lot of what I know now is because I have the privilege to like attend many meetups and uh, hear from many people that are already expert level in mm-hmm this kind of thing and it makes it easy for me to ask questions or to have like an in-depth conversation with someone which is something i'd like from like watching youtube videos for example yeah like youtube videos us don't get me wrong they're very like one track minded for i mean a phrase. like this guy is doing things the way he knows how to do them you can't really ask a question you could yeah. but it would take you forever to get like a response like but, they're very static yeah very yeah. static so like when you are in that space it's like the freedom to bounce ideas off each other. Yeah. I found that really valuable and I really enjoy that. It's part of the reason why I still do it today. Um, I'll admit that I haven't attended any meetup this year and it's because I've been so busy, but I'm still looking forward to attending my first one. Mm-hmm. Yeah, me, uh, me too. Me too. <laughs> right. <laughs> no, no, like in all honesty, like I, I, I guess it's, it's, it comes down to time, but yes. I agree with you. <laughs> yeah, and, and many people have many different reasons yeah. uh, for why or what kind of value they, they expect from, like, community and stuff like that. And I, for this special episode, right, we 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 went around collecting different opinions mm-hmm. from different people mm-hmm. about what they think value is to them and how it would enrich their career and, like, sort of developer or creative vibe. And this is some of the stuff that people had to say really mm-hmm. so we'll just 
listen to this. You're listening to Codecast Zambia, brought to you by Agora Code. We are growing the community of developers across Zambia, one line of code at a time. Visit agoracode.community for more information, or like us on Facebook, at Code Agora. We're on Twitter too, at Code Agora. Uh, hey, it's Wilfred, a uh, software developer at Zazu. So, uh, what does belonging to a community actually mean? Uh, to me, belonging to a developer community means not only taking part in community events, but giving back to the community. A lot of the things I've learned as a software developer have come from other community members, so it's also good to help others in the community by answering questions, giving tech tips, uh, sharing job posts, etc. Uh, one of, uh, once you're in the community, those people who you're with together uh, can help you grow in your career, and you also become a voice for that community. Um, so it's very important to be part of a community. If you're at the beginning of your development career, uh, there are a lot of issues you might run into, and the path to learning, uh, your learning journey is not going to be easy. Being in a community full of people in a similar industry to you will provide you with so much help and reassurance. If you're already well in your career, sharing your knowledge and skills is something that can help improve your understanding and also help you advance in your career. Uh, if you're building a product for others, being part of a community can be a great platform for you to share your product and get like solid feedback from uh, those people. Uh, community members are very good beta testers. I'm Daniel Piri, community lead and developer advocate, and you're listening to Codecast Zambia. Uh, I love sharing content. I, I love to use the community as a platform for me to... Uh, improve on how I share that content, be it through lessons or workshops, and also like to help others uh, grow their knowledge and talent. It's also a good bonus uh, on your CB if you're able to articulate and teach technical skills and also be good at public speaking. You're listening to Codecast Zambia, brought to you by Agora Code. We are growing the community of developers across Zambia, one line of code at a time. Visit agoracode.community for more information, or like us on Facebook, at Code Agora. We're on Twitter too, at Code Agora. Okay, yeah, so, um, I don't know. Uh, do you feel like, over the last few years, right, um, getting to know people personally? Like, I know that... Um, Let's say, for example, when we started doing mm -hmm. community work and we started having meetups, there's a lot of people that we kind of got closer to. Definitely. Yeah, through uh, having all these different meetups. Mm -hmm. Like, I know I met one of my, I would even say one of my closest friends now uh, from the game jam we had in 2017. Yeah, yeah we still hang out till today. Like, we, we vibe. We have such an interesting relationship we do some development work together sometimes and uh, it's so hard to believe that it's only been just over two years since we've met so like yeah. it's really interesting like i give an example as well like of like a really good writer and creative i met through like the global game jam 2016 and i think i mentioned him before like i met sam and it like was we had such a good experiencing like making that twang game. Yeah. <laughs> uh, oh crap! That game was terrible though. <laughs> <laughs> Look, let's 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 not get into that now. <laughs> you know what? I'll post a link to the first game. Uh, why would you? Why would we you? ever created? Was that the first game you ever made, or did you make yeah. games before no, that? No, I, I well, so I just played around with the idea of making games. Like like I attended a game jam before that, but. 
even then, like, I didn't make a game. So I'd, I'd say that was, like, the first game I made. I just toyed around with the idea of... You know what? Um, I guess this could be, like, an uh, another advantage of having, like, such kind of activities and meetups and, like, mm-hmm. community, like, events is the fact that instead of just thinking about it, it gets you to actually do some of the things that you otherwise wouldn't if you're on your own. Yeah. Like, I probably would have never made a game if I never attended that game jam. Definitely. Wow. And I think that extends to, like, other community meetups, you know, uh, especially ones that are hands-on. Mm-hmm. Uh, because a lot of the time, um, let, let, me, let me give an example of an event where um, you're basically just looking at technology and that kind of thing, and you're like, oh, this is really cool. Then you go home, and then real life kicks in, and... Either you don't have the time or you have other things that you deem more important to do. But when you're like at a hackathon, for example. Yeah, which hackathons is, are really fun. Yeah, which is basically what the Global Game Jam is. You're at a hackathon, you're forced to build something. Mm-hmm. And as you're building that, you're learning. And I think that's uh, that's 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 one of the benefits of hands-on uh experience experience like uh, hands-on events and that kind of thing that said not every event can be hands-on so uh it comes down to what value you 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 think you would garner from uh that event right Mm -hmm. i mean there's some people that will go to an event because they think they'll meet the right connections there's some people that for example will go to an event because as someone involved in software engineering, they think they're going to meet like-minded people. I mean, to your point, like you've met lifelong friends. I've met lifelong friends. My my housemate is someone that I like met, met at, through community. Yeah, yeah, and now he's one of my closest friends. So it it it, it there's a lot of facets to mm-hmm. to to what you kind of what value you 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 think you gain from uh, these events. I mean, it could be beyond just what you learn beyond uh you know the professional connections you make wait so what kind of value would you be looking for though so what would get you to meet up every month for example um so i'd like to say uh just the fact that you're learning new things but that's not always the case because sometimes you'll see an event uh, and on a personal level, this happens to me a lot. You'll see an event, you'll be like, yeah, that is definitely something I want to be, you know, a part of. Like, you, you want to learn from this event, especially events that have things like industry experts. You're like, yeah, I can definitely learn something from this person. But then the time for the event comes and either real life gets in the way or it's not feasible logistically or, you know, there's, there's a lot of reasons for it not to happen. And I feel like that's the biggest challenge because we've seen this a lot of times. We'll have an event and on Facebook, people will be saying, yeah, definitely coming. We'll be asking ourselves, is our venue going to be big enough to hold this event? And then the day of the event comes and the turnout isn't great. And you think to yourself, well, so all these people that RSVP, it's like, where they just like blowing smoke up our asses, but then you realize sometimes real life gets in the way. Yeah, like, and there's actually like a general like rule of thumb when it comes to organizing events, like always expect half the people that RSVP. Yeah, 
and I it it could never be truer. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we saw we we learned it the hard way. We learned you know? it the hard way. So like that's really interesting. So that's like a pro tip for like mm-hmm. people getting into like organizing communities and stuff like that. It's really yeah. interesting. Um, also, you mentioned something that really like made me think about um, the whole aspect of value, right? Mm-hmm. Um, industry experts coming for like a meetup and lots more people would be interested in that, I guess, for the networking and mm-hmm. also because maybe they consider that person's opinion to be uh, more valuable mm-hmm. than maybe your peer, for example. Yeah. And that actually uh, comes to count for a lot uh, in terms of getting people's numbers to like go up a little bit. Mm-hmm. Uh, also, swag is like a good thing, T-shirts and stuff like yeah, that. Free I've, stuff, I've noticed dude. like free stuff really gets people through <laughs> the door. Um, and I was just thinking about it, like you can get people through the door, but will they stay longer and stuff like that? Yeah. So it's, it's it's really really interesting, and to like figure out like this uh, this issue of keeping people and acquiring more. I guess yeah. I guess being consistent as well is one of the like the 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 biggest things, and also the hardest things to do, mm-hmm. especially in an environment like ours. Like when you post a job, like in your community space when you look at how many people will respond or like will reshare that job ad, it's like the numbers are staggering, right? And mm-hmm. you're like, okay, so we have all these people that are part of the community, but it's like they're silently part of the community. They watch everything that happens, but they're not really like willing to be involved, yeah. for example. So it's it gets pretty worrying. It gets pretty worrying. It's that we, we aren't really that many people in the country already. Yeah. So like... Hmm. It's 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 just crazy, and I feel like this episode we're just <laughs> we're just like picking out like the problems without solutions. But it's 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 because like we've encountered these problems, and we're still looking for solutions. We're still looking for solutions yeah. to a lot of stuff, and I think we 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 mentioned one already, right? Like in terms of financing, mm-hmm. it's always better to uh, partner yeah. with the right people. Definitely, I'd like to say uh, Bongo has has been really instrumental. For example, in helping a lot of people like start up. Definitely, uh, lots of communities have had a space to work in. Even our first global game jam was at Bongo Hive, yeah. for example. So, like that was that was a really good start. And then the second one was at uh, Global Platform Zambia, and we've mm-hmm. been having them here since then, and it's really been beneficial. Uh, we've collaborated with different communities, for example, to mm-hmm. get uh, to kind of get more people to come through and learn a bit more. Um, yeah. And I guess maybe uh, we didn't really mention this as a solution. Like, I found that, like I said, when you start to know people more personally, you maintain, like, a relationship with it. They're not just... Uh, they're not a product, right? Yeah. For lack of, like, a better description. They're not a product. These are real people with, like, real emotions, with real needs, and you need to treat them as such, right? Like, community work is much similar to like family yeah like you want that family vibe you want people to be comfortable that's kind of why people come for the first time and they don't even want to like take part they're just there silently watching you doing everything and depending on how it goes they may come back or they may never come back i feel like yeah like that that is actually something that plays a big role in uh retention of uh you know, community members. Because if if someone, uh, the, the the saying is, uh, first impressions are everything. Mm-hmm. Well, I don't know if that's the saying, but well, I I, I both we, we yeah, first impressions are important, is what we're trying to say. And when someone comes to an event and they don't like feel the vibe for whatever reason, and it could be for any number of reasons, maybe 
I don't know, maybe uh, on that day, it, it could be any number of reasons is my point. Uh, like it's very hard for them to come back to another event with that last experience in their, in their mind, at the back of their mind saying, well, the last time I went for one of their events, I, I didn't get a free t-shirt or it's something like that. And I'm just giving an example, but like, I feel like, especially when it comes to retention, like, for example, at uh, a lot of our events, uh, you, of course, see, like, the usual suspects, but then there's some people that will only come to one event and then never come for another one. Mm-hmm. And we've seen this a number of times, and I think it comes down to someone going to an event or uh, being a part of a community kind of, like, testing the water like is this something that i could actually commit to or be a part of and sometimes it doesn't work out and yeah sometimes that work out and uh, going back to like an event we had in november last year just Mm -hmm. before the uh the conference um where we had a conversation with like um uh high school high schoolers Mm -hmm. high school students and stuff like that and the the big point of emphasis was like communities right now are doing quite a lot in terms of providing resources and opportunities for people to not only like learn new tools or new languages, but also opportunities to make money. Like there's opportunities to do like competitions. And yeah. I think early this year we had a few people attended hackathon and they got jobs immediately after because that was kind of like the prize or whatever. And this is, this is examples of the kind of value that some communities are kind are giving back to the community at the moment. Uh, so like at the end of the day, sometimes as much as community organizers are doing so much mm-hmm. or in their opinion, they're doing so much. I think there's also like a responsibility on some of the community members to kind of step up and take advantage of the many opportunities that are there. Um, like we can only do so much, right? Like we can lay everything on a silver platter, but then if you're not willing to pick up that spoon and scoop it up, yeah then, yeah, it, it won't always be jobs at the end of a hackathon. Yeah. It, it won't always be that, but then the idea is the tool, the tools and the languages you learn will give you kind of like the the the, 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 the knowledge board. or like, yeah, springboard to like greater things yeah. or whatever. But I guess maybe we like fall short in terms of communicating that value or maybe we just don't know what people are looking for, which is another thing, by yeah. the way. Yeah, I mean... Uh, it it comes back to uh, motivation, right? People get motivated for different reasons. Like we've talked about how, uh, money. yeah, like money, like free swag. Like I'm pretty sure there are people that are going Shout to Shout out to Cardi B for that though. Okay. Money. <laughs> uh, like there are people that are going to attend events just, you know, to get like a free t-shirt. I mean... I'm not saying it's a good or a bad thing, but like there are people out there that will do that. There are people that are going to be looking to make friends. Like we talked about the global game jam. For lack of a better like term or way to phrase this, the people that attend the global game jam are like nerds. So uh, you're you're going to find common ground when you go to a global game jam, at least on that front. You know that when you go to a global game jam, a majority of the people that are there are gamers of some sort. So some people just come there for the social aspect. 
Others are looking for that opportunity, that springboard that says, okay, if I attend this event, I'm either going to get like the, the right contacts or I'm going to, you know, uh, get involved in uh, a community that is going to lead someone to recruit me or something like that, you know. Yeah, it reminds me of uh, one time we had a pre-Global Game Jam event. Mm -hmm. I know we're talking about Global Game, Game Jam a lot. We do organize quite a lot of other events, so it's not yeah. just the Global Game Jam. No, but I think because the Global Game Jam is uh, like... The most successful. But also like the broadest, because a lot of our other events are focused on software development, yeah. software engineers and whatnot. But Global Game Jam brings in writers... You know, designers. Uh, designers, artists, musicians. Yeah, and so. that's actually what I was about to say because I remember one pre-game jam event and someone specifically came to the event to find, like, a writer. Mm -hmm. or, yeah, specifically that time was a writer and I've been in situations where someone's asking me if they can find programmers, for example, or graphic designers. And it's really interesting that people, there's people out there that are looking for other people they can partner with to kind of grow some kind of product or like whatever it is that they're trying to build. So it's really, really interesting. Yeah. Hi, I'm Rosa Chungu. I am a storyteller. What else was I supposed to say? <laughs> <laughs> so it's, this is like a slide plug. I'm I'm a multimedia storyteller and you are listening to Kuka. To me, belonging to a community means that you have um, a group of people around you that can support you when you need their help. Um, not only that, but also um, having um, a group of people that you can share your ideas with and also um, get to learn from them, then they can also get to learn from you. Um, I think that's one of the important things about having a community around you. Yeah, that's actually the, the main importance because um, when you are stuck, you can find help from someone, you can learn from them, either the project they are working on or um, the things they want to do or what they want to learn from you because that's also like very rewarding when you are teaching someone to do something or when you are helping someone achieve their goal. That's also like uh, very rewarding because you are helping someone achieve their goal. It's more on how communities can be improved. And uh, one way is by reaching more people. It's kind of hard, but um, if you can reach more people either in schools or in in remote areas, the areas that we that communities are in currently um, available in, I think those that will be like the one way of um, in reaching those communities to also help us in our life and career. Then also another thing is also by sharing more on the resources that we know or the things that we know uh if we can share more of those then would definitely be um a better of enriching one's life being part of a community means you get to learn from other people i might have one set of skills or a couple of set of skills but somebody else might have a sets of skills that i don't carry so I feel like being part of a community makes me learn and expands my knowledge. This means being part of a large family uh, where we have the same similar interests. In this case, we are all software developers. We love programming and we want to make our lives easier 
with this set of skills that we have. You're listening to Codecast Zambia, brought to you by Agora Code. We are growing the community of developers across Zambia, one line of code at a time. Visit agoracode.community for more information, or like us on Facebook, at Code Agora. We're on Twitter too, at Code Agora. Okay, what do we have to say about uh, the fact that, um, I guess, there's a number of communities uh, vying for the same... Um, target market um i've had several conversations with other people in like um the community like community leaders around that and um a lot of for me personally right and i don't speak for anybody else this is purely my own opinion um i tend to find that because none of the communities right now are very specific in their target market it's a lot of the same people. Yeah. Like, we organize very similar events. We're targeting the general audience. Like, for example, it's only this year when we are, like, strictly thinking about helping the game development community, for example. Yeah. Like, focusing on helping them thrive. And we don't have enough... Well, we don't have a lot of communities out there focusing on one particular industry in terms of pushing people or giving them a springboard to get become better in one, in mm-hmm. one facet. And... That's sort of the reason why um, in our episode about um, Jack's Jack of all Jack trade, of all trade yeah, master, master of none. none, it was all about the fact that you dabble in every single technology. Yep. Like you're a game developer, you're a JavaScript developer, you're a PHP developer, mm-hmm. you're a tester. You're pretty much every. You're the graphic designer. Like you're pretty much every single aspect of the development process. Not to mention, you still need to be a product manager mm-hmm. at the end of the day because you are developing a product. You hope to eventually roll out into the market, yeah. and yeah, a lot of that for me, I felt like is we can also blame the community for not kind of encouraging people to be more open to collaboration and finding like-minded people that may push you in terms of the aspects that you're lacking. For example, if you are a good, and this is very common actually, not just uh, in the Western world or uh, like even here, Mm -hmm. a, a lot of us are very good programmers, but not very good product developers. We're not very good marketers. We're not very good, we're not very good CEOs. Let's just, let's just yeah. put it bluntly. Like, yeah. you, you are a good CTO, but even in that, you're lacking because yeah, you don't like, understand yeah. the business side of stuff. You don't yeah. understand how, how the market, you know, you could have a brilliant idea, but... You don't understand how to, like... Communicate. Pro- yeah, like, communicate what this brilliant idea is. And even then, like, you don't, you don't know how to get feedback. Yeah. So you don't know how to kind of grow this idea into something that's act, that can actually benefit the community. So, yeah. like, um, it's the responsibility of each and every community, right, to kind of identify what the needs are in the community and then start addressing those needs, regardless of what, what facet, in regardless of whether you're targeting the right, um, um, whether you're targeting everybody in general or, like, a specific group of people, I think there's lots of opportunities for community leaders to sit down together also because there's not really a competition anywhere in the world for communities in different, like, countries. We're all targeting the same uh, goal. We all want to see our great country, mm-hmm. you know, become better than it is right now. We want the same thing for all the different people that exist. Mm-hmm. So there's no harm in 
like working together and making sure we achieve the goal. Yeah. The more people that learn how to write code for me, and I guess this is why I started this. Uh, yeah, like it was like I said, it was a bit selfish. Like I wanted more people to know what code is, so that they can learn to twist or charge the right amount. <laughs> <laughs> that was very key. <laughs> charge the right amount for like developing software, and for me, it wasn't a big deal that people. A lot of people knew how to write code because then, like, eventually those people will become, like, product owners or mm-hmm. they'll become startup owners and they won't be able to build all this stuff by themselves. They'll still need help. So, like, the the market only grows bigger, in my yeah. opinion. It's not even the competition, and which is why most people never even end up telling their ideas to anybody else. They're afraid someone will steal the idea. They're afraid yeah. of this and this and that. But there's always something you can do to kind of cover yourself or protect yourself from stuff like that. And... Uh, enjoy the benefit of working with someone else and growing your product much faster than yeah. you initially would have if you went solo. Yeah, but I would like to hear uh, stories from solo founders as well who like built a product all by themselves. So if you're a solo founder and you managed to build a product on your own and went to market, I'd really like to hear your story whether it succeeded or it failed. So like send us a message to like info at cocastdm.com. Or just send a one-minute-long voice note in the link in the description. Yeah. Yeah. So we'd like to hear your story as well. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. So um, I really felt it was really, really important that we, like, talk about this. It's not all rosy. Like, building communities is, like, one of the hardest things I've ever done. I mean, like anything worth doing, right? Yeah. You know, like, it seems so easy. Like, when you get started, like, yeah. dude, and then the days when, like, everything goes wrong and you have to, like, oh, crap. And the hardest the hardest days are the days when, you know, you 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 had this image in your mind of how the, the event or whatever it is was going to go. And then the time actually comes and it's nothing like you thought it would be. And now you're asking yourself, "Oh, what did I do wrong?" And like, it's 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 a whole thing. And there's there's like, I think there's still a lot of challenges that need to be like resolved. I think in Zambia, though, uh, specifically, uh, we're getting more and more communities. And to your point, like, you can look at it competitively, but at the end of the day, if the goal is the same, then really. If someone is attending uh, a data science uh, meetup and then goes and attends uh, a Facebook developers group uh, meetup, it it really is serving the same cause. So, mm-hmm. uh, sure, there's competition uh, in the broader sense because you're vying for the same target market. But at the end of the day, the rising tide lifts all boats. Ah, I got that saying right. You know, I, yeah, I, I, I remember I, the episode <laughs> when you couldn't get it right. <laughs> yeah, and I, and personally, I feel like it doesn't always have to be the same target market, and that's why I'm really, I'm 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 really emphasizing the need for each community to understand what their goals are, and to figure out um, what exactly they're trying to communicate, what exactly they're trying to grow. Mm-hmm. Focus on that, and eventually everything will be all good. Everything will be all good. So we aren't that many people here anyway. So. Yeah, like uh, I think uh, we we forget that uh, Zambia doesn't have the highest population. So yeah, but that said, 
uh, with all that we've said, <laughs> right? I, uh, I, I, I still, I still have high hopes for the tech space. I should say, yeah, because like, yeah, it's software engineering and whatnot. But really, like, when you come down to it, like, a lot of the stuff is interloping anyway. So I'll just, I'll just call it the tech space. Because this is a tech pod- podcast. <laughs> 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 yeah. So, like, yeah, definitely, definitely there are challenges. And, again, if anyone has uh, solutions or ideas of how some of these challenges can be alleviated, uh, just, you know, hit us up. Uh, you can hit me up personally. I'll give my Twitter handle at the end of the episode, but uh, yeah, um, I think I think it's a, it's a relatively bright future in terms of community. Yeah, definitely, and uh, we want to hear lots of like lots of stories about different communities across Africa, uh, pretty much across the world. If yeah. you're listening and you're part of like a community or you're trying to grow a community, like. Um, tweet us, like send us a mes- message on Facebook or whatever it is that you want to use to get in touch with us mm-hmm. to tell us about your story. We really want to hear like what your challenges are and what you're doing to make it better. And um, yeah, send us those messages. Tweet us, DM us, whatever. Mm-hmm. Like we're really open to hearing you. Also, um, uh, if you want to find us. <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> right. And we recently launched... Um, well, another community yeah. uh, of our own, but um, on Slack. So, like, we'll post the link to our Slack community and you can join in and have even more in-depth discussions about some of the topics that we're having. Uh, you can talk to some of the guests mm-hmm. that will be on Slack. Mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah, you can ask those questions that you've been burning uh, or, yeah, burning to ask. I don't mm-hmm. know if that's, like, the right phrase, but whatever, man. It sounds right. It sounds right. <laughs> So yeah, uh, pretty much. So if you want to catch us on Twitter, we're at CodecastZM. Uh, pretty much CodecastZM on every platform. Um, and uh, you can find us on your favorite podcast app. So leave us a review if you're on iTunes and we'd really, really appreciate it. Okay. You're listening to Codecast Zambia, brought to you by Agora Code. We are growing the community of developers across Zambia, one line of code at a time. Visit agoracode.community for more information or like us on Facebook at CodeAgora. We're on Twitter too, at CodeAgora. Hi, my name is Stella and I'm a developer at The Zig. I think belonging to a community means having access to people who can help you grow professionally or personally. I think community is important for economic development and it's always been. What happens is you bring people together in an intimate environment that's like encouraging and supportive and then these people leave to go back to their homes, their schools, their churches, work with the courage and the will to actually make a difference in the lives of the other people who are around them. I haven't been part of the tech community for a very long time, but the growth that I've experienced in the past three months is is not something that I had, like, who I was three months ago is not who I would have ever imagined I would be today. So I'm, I'm really, I'm just really grateful. And the only thing I would ask for is for the community to keep growing so that uh, many people can like in tech so that like many people are interested in technology hi my name is Pendamanjale and I'm a tech community leader 
For me, community is about belonging to a group of people who I can connect with as we care for the same goal. As Brian Solis put it, community is much more than belonging to something. It's about doing something together that makes belonging matter. Community is important to me because I'm a product of a community. Through the community, I have tapped into great opportunities that I would, wouldn't have on my own. I have benefited from resources and knowledge greatly and giving back whenever I can is a priority. When you get to a certain point of success, it's easy to believe that you're the only one responsible for that success and you do not need people anymore. But it's always important to remember that you can always give back by sharing knowledge or opportunity with others. That's how communities work. Whatever you learn, you have to teach. You can literally change a life by saying to a little girl, hey, you can do it, and they'll gain inspiration from that, and you have just changed a life. It's also enriched my career by making me believe in myself as a woman, to be bold enough and chase after the dream, ensuring that the playing field is leveled, and also getting inspired by others to be badass at what I do. Tech communities change my life for the better. It can change yours too. Hi, this is Musonda of Musonda Speaks HR, and you're listening to Codcast. Would you like to give your Twitter handle? Ah, yeah, definitely. So if you want to get in touch with me personally, that's Sourbones, Sour underscore Bones on Twitter. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I think most of the links to all my other social media stuff is in my bio, I think. Mm-hmm. You, you want to give mine? Uh, so if you want to get in touch with Elias, he is at <laughs> Jor Eli360. So that's J O R underscore? Yeah. Eli360. Yeah. I got it right, right? Yeah, you did. <laughs> also, um, before I forget, we're getting ever closer to the second ever uh, developer conference to be hosted in Lusaka, Zambia. Def and Con. it's going to be hip. Uh, we just finished our call for papers. And the kind of speakers that really want to get involved with this year's DevCon. Is really amazing and look out for any updates. You can follow at DevCon underscore ZM on Twitter, Facebook, uh, Developer Conference Zambia on LinkedIn for every update with regards to whatever is happening at that point in time and whatever. So, Developer Conference Zambia is going to be really dope. Um, if you want to sponsor the conference, if you want to get involved in whatever way, uh, you can. Yeah, pretty much email us at info at defcon.zm. .zm? Well, actually, it's just info at defcon.co.zm. So that would be really dope. So we're looking forward to hearing from you and looking forward to seeing you at the conference as well. Mm-hmm. So look out for that. Yeah. Okay. I guess this is the end of the episode. Um, this is a milestone, though. Milestone episode. Yeah, like, it's like the 20th episode. Not easy. Not 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 easy. Uh, many more to come. Many more to come. Yeah. Okay, Codecast. Out. Thanks for joining us on this week's episode of Codecast. Make sure to follow us on Twitter at CodecastZM and subscribe on your favorite podcast app so you never miss a show. Leave us a rating on iTunes and please do tell a friend about the show.